Welcome, welcome coaches, teachers, parents, and medical professionals. You are listening to Larissa Mills and my podcast, At The Table. I am the founder of iParentGen.com. And today and every day, we are going to discuss how families and schools are managing technology and raising children and teaching them. We are also going to listen to how technology is impacting athletes and their level of sport. So let's get to it. Stay tuned and please call in with your questions or join us on Facebook or follow us on Instagram. But parents, you are not alone. There are courses, articles, and videos on my website. Please sign up for free. So let's get listening. Hello there, Sarah and Erin from Happy University. How are you today? Great. Nice to be here, Larissa. Great to be here. And you guys look all cute there. Like, we, like I should be there with you. Yeah, no. And, and I know. And your head Well, Sarah Cochran, she is certified in applied positive psychology, IFC certified life coach, 25 years educator and in higher ed. She loves nature, which I think we connected with last time. Skiing with her family and dark chocolate, which I think I like milk chocolate more than you like dark chocolate. So, <laughs> and Erin Veldecki, I think, hope I got that right. You're certified in the same thing. So certified in applied positive um, psychology, certified life coach, former teacher administrator, Pilates. I owned a Pilates studio for 15 years. Oh, so, yeah, that's fun. Uh, tight you like in the mountains so do I and spending time with your family so you guys we almost should just go on a girl's vacation do Pilates <laughs> go down to the beach yeah in the mountains per- don't forget the mountains yeah, uh, and per- then the mountains but then I can do a hardcore I think I got seven certifications in Pilates like I got seven different types of Pilates so yeah I had a studio for years because yeah. I, I left teaching to raise my kids yeah so, I used to teach as well yeah, I yeah, I love. I, you know what my favorite was babies. When I got to teach postnatal babies and moms, oh, and I got to hold the babies, right? So, Erin, yeah. can you tell me why you wanted to start Happy University and what you were seeing? Yes, I um, was originally drawn to positive psychology yeah. because I began to see with my own children how um, kind of addicted to technology and also susceptible to to negativity all around they were and myself. And I wanted some answers and some tools that I share with them. And um, then I loved it so much. I wanted to share it with other people and actually had a, um, class that Sarah took. And so then she loved it. And, and then we started um, Happy University together, which has, has been wonderful to be well, able to- That's a fancy network, little connection there. Yeah. <laughs> and, and Sarah, what were you seeing that made you want to do this? Um, I, I believe our best teacher for our children is, is us as parents as being a role model. And and my daughter reminds me all the time. If I tell her what to do, she's like, mom, don't tell me what to do. You do it. And and I'll see it. And then I'll do it. And so for myself, I didn't want to be susceptible to life. I didn't want to be kind of caught up in the current of things. And I wanted to take control over my emotions, how I showed up, my actions, my reactions. I wanted to take control over my happiness. So 
I, I just felt that was important to me. And I wanted, I have three daughters and I wanted them to have those same skills as well. So when I, when I took the class with Aaron, I was like, oh my gosh, these are like the keys to the castle. I loved it. Yeah. And then um, I was still teaching in higher ed and I was finishing up a contract. But then as soon as I had an opportunity to stop that, I got my certification after Aaron did. And uh, it's been fantastic. And my children have, they're a product of what I have learned and how I show up now. And I love to see that in them. Oh, that's good. Now, um, today we're going to specifically talk about um, how we can help and how you are helping high school kids transition from high school to university. And I have to let you in on one of our Canadian statistics. So by Christmas, by Christmas, 20 some odd percent now are dropping out. That is a very high amount. And when I speak to, and I've interviewed professors up at our, we have a very well-known university, University of Western Ontario here. Um, They're saying that they just can't cope. They're negative. They don't have, they don't harness their own, um, I want to say independence. They don't have their own um, initiative to, and responsibility to take care of themselves. They're coming to law school and watching Netflix. And they're wondering why they're failing. <laughs> yeah. So there, there's a lot more to this going on. We, we acknowledge that. But where does Happy University fit in to make that university experience better? I don't know which one of you want to. Well, first, I want to say that I think in the United States, our numbers are higher. Because I have a, no. I have a you're going off to college. Our numbers are higher than 20% and they're higher for girls than they are for boys. Interesting. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Sad. Sad. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. That's significantly so, higher. Like, or the, that's significant. Like that's saying almost one point, you know, earth 0.333% of kids who sign up for school don't make it past Thanksgiving. That's essentially what that's saying. Yeah. yeah. Oh, poor little bunnies. <laughs> I know. Well, and I, I think, you know, our goal is to teach students how to be more resilient, mm-hmm. how to manage their emotions, how to basically be emotionally literate. And I think that's a big part of the problem because we are focusing primarily on academics, which everyone thinks of school as that. But we need to put into our curriculum and also teach our teachers to yes. model um, ways to be resilient, how to make connections with other people, really how to deepen your relationships, how to spot strengths in yourself and, and others, yes. and how to focus more on the positive than the negative and how to deal with negative emotion when it comes. And Do you think that there's a lack I mean, you guys know where I'm coming from, right? Studying and uh, seeing the, um, the screen time increase to 160 hours a month. And that's, that's minimizing it. But if we are going to see a child to the age of 18, who is not with their family 18 hours, 18,000 hours by the time they're 18, they're not receiving talking, laughing, chatting, dinner times. Some parents are not putting their kids to bed. 
Um, they're using other little devices to read to their kids to bed. There is a big separation. It's not just the teachers that we need to sort of educate. It does help because if you put a wedge there and say, okay, parents, we're going to, we're going to empower you. We're going to give you tools because it has to come from home mm-hmm. and it has to come from education. And mm-hmm. then we'll see, I think, and the children excel, but I think mainly helping the parents and seeing that the parents can do this would be the most helpful in the end. To me, that speaks to their, the lack of ability to connect that students now have. And I remember being at a um, conference for one of my students, the, the whole, it was the whole school for the upper school. And they were, we were talking about how when we were young, you would go to a party on a Friday night, maybe you'd go to a party on a Saturday night. And that was what you did when you were in high school. And the yeah. school was saying that now students are considerably more comfortable being in their room and gaming or being in their room on yep. social media than they are being at gatherings. Mm-hmm. So to me, that's saying that they don't have the ability to. Um, yeah, that's what I'm saying. The lack of socialization. They're on a yeah. device 40 hours a week. That's a part time yeah. job. And that requires them having the ability to make a connection, make a bid for a conversation. Mm-hmm. And it also requires them to be resilient because sometimes you are at a party. We've all been at a party where you look around and you're like, I'm not talking to anybody right now. Do I leave? Like, do I start up another conversation? And I don't think that students have that resilience to say, it's not me. It's on me to make another connection or to walk up to somebody and join a conversation. But oftentimes they just feel uncomfortable and or awkward. And then they. Yeah. The fright or flight or fun kick in. Yeah. yeah. And they usually ditch. And it's because, I mean, we, we grew up, I suspect around the same time. Um, but I remember we had so many dances. So many outdoor activities and events and things where we could nurture socialization. Mm -hmm. It was almost helping us, but I had very social family. I had very social parents. So I was very, and I had two brothers. So if I didn't say something, I was not being heard. Right. Like you're a product of your, your environment. But when I started to see in 2010, I think a real difference in behavior kids becoming more shy, insecure, tired, lethargy, not as athletic. Cause I would see them in volleyball in sports. They couldn't even come to practice because they were up gaming till 3 AM. Right. Right. And the difference, the energy that our brains need to devote to our devices is basically turning the kids into zombies and they're just not interested in anything, but the more dopamine kick. Right. Mm-hmm. That, that's a part of what we're trying to to change here because they can't sustain 160 hours a week on a, on a, a month on a phone. It's not sustainable for life. Like no. you can't be doing the phone when you're a judge, when you're a nurse, when you're a lawyer, when you're a teacher. How are you going to be on your device to check your likes or and they're very afraid of missing something. So that's why a lot of kids are choosing to stay in their rooms even though they want to go look at all the posts of the other kids, they choose the shelter of their own dorm room. Right. Um, When did you guys start this uh, happy university? We started a little over a year ago. Was it? Oh yeah. 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 
Yeah. So it was right. Um, it was January before the pandemic. So yeah. Maybe so a year, year and, and a half. half. Mm-hmm. What a brave time to start. Yeah. Well, we didn't know that at the time Me too. Yeah, since yeah. it was right before it happened, yeah. but lucky for us, um, we actually started online with, um, and we were, we were really working with individuals at that yeah. point and um, hadn't moved to schools yet. Um, and then as the pandemic hit, we were lucky to already know what, how to do everything on zoom and all of that. So, um, so, and then with our backgrounds in education ended up moving towards um, schools instead of just working with individuals. So, and, and what does, what does it look like when Sarah and Aaron come into a school? How do you work with the kids? So we do multiple things. One, okay. we do what for us is usually a zoom call, but it would be like a, an in-person um, meeting and we'll work with students or parents or faculty or combined. Like the dream is that you get all of them because the dream we is the all three, right? yeah. use the same vocabulary and have the same information, then that's the biggest home run. So we find that offering tools in that way is great. We can give people a boost of positive emotion, give them tools to be resilient, give them tools to be connected but it's short-lived as you can imagine in a one hour session, there's only so much you can do. So yeah. because of that, and because Aaron and I wanted to do this for our children, we created a program called the positive leadership project, which is app based because as you know, children are on their phones and yes. parents are on their phones. So um, this app based program teaches tools in bite-sized science-based like little um, short snaps. Short snaps, we call it nugget of wisdom, yep. where they get one different tool each day. One program is three weeks and one program is two weeks. And okay. um, so we launched that cool. to either a group of students, like you, we've done it to a, let's say a lacrosse team, a team in Boulder, which was really powerful because they've had Boulder, Colorado had a really trying year this year. Yeah. So we did it to their girls lacrosse team. They were all on it at the same time. They are learning the skills, their coach learns the skills, and then the, and then the students. So it's have a this real cycle. Chat. Yes. Good. And the students have a chat feature where they're connecting with each other, building that piece of connection based on the skills that we're teaching them. Wow. I like that. And especially you called it a win, a triple win, when you get the parents, the faculty, and the students. Because yes. really, unless you have that parent involvement, that's the key component I think because you need to do it at school with your friends and and at home because if it's not being done at one third of somewhere else you're not getting that exposure right, right. and right. do you so you sell this app to the the team or like you give them a code or what like what yes oh cool I love it so I then they it. can just sign up and we did, um, in addition, we did some Zoom calls with them to kind of enhance the connection so that we could get to know them and help them help facilitate them getting to know each other. And then we set, we set them up with accountability, as we say, so that they can have somebody who helps them keep going to make sure they don't drop out. Now, what would you say are some of the skills that I like to provide parents with two or three tips? to help prepare their high school kids 
for the socialization they're going to need in university. Because let's face it, it's not just university. This is adulthood. How yeah. to connect, how to look at people, how to shake hands, how to meet, how to meet and greet, how to network. What are three tips you two would say right now to help parents at home? Well, one thing that's kind of just an awareness thing, but to, to understand that we all make bids for connection. <clears throat> We're all doing it every day. And everybody we know is doing it every day. And we don't often or always, I guess, see those, see or recognize those bits. And so it might look like my daughter coming into the room and just sitting down. Yeah. It, sometimes it's not very overt, but if she sits down in the room with me, I need to make sure my attention's on her and not on my phone. <laughs> and, um, and then also if I'm trying to connect with her in the other way, if, if she is on her phone, I need to understand that she's not necessarily going to respond to my bid because she's in another world and I might need to touch her shoulder and get I'm her eye contact you know, before. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, I, I want to talk to you. And, and I think that's the same with spouses. I mean, men, men yeah. I don't want to be stereotypical, but sometimes have a harder time picking up on bids than women do. Um, but it's very important whether you're a parent or a teacher or a student trying to make friends to really All be aware of the fact that we're always making those bids and others are making the bids. And sometimes people don't catch your bid and that's okay. And you have to be resilient with that. But also you might not be catching someone else's bid and you have to really pay yeah. attention and, um, and look for that and be open to that as you're, as you're going and in and trying being it. aware and off the phone, uh, like looking at people's eyes. Like when I teach, when I teach emotional intelligence workshops for HR departments, it's amazing. And like, did you see their face? Did you see the connection? Did you, did you hear the response back? Because that's the connection that you need to make to say, well, if this person just had a miscarriage and you're dumping a whole bunch of work on their plate, did you not pick up the prompts or cues they were giving you in their body language? Mm -hmm. Like, did you, right? Like, so we try to help employees to navigate interpersonal skills by getting off phones and getting outside and having conversation areas, right? And yeah. now conversation areas are now being picked up when having no phone zones in corporate areas, it's great. Mm -hmm. so, so along with that, we know that there's specific times that bids are more likely to be made yes. in a household. A bid in this house is going to happen between six 45 and seven 20 in the morning. And it's going to happen when they walk in the door from sports until after dinner. And I can be on my phone at any other time because no one's making a bid. No one's even around. And that's right. just in this house. Yeah. But then children have the same thing and they need to be aware of that. I want them to be aware of what it feels like to make a bid and have it not be received and know that everyone else has had that feeling. Mm -hmm. And I want them to notice how good they are at making bids. Maybe it's not a strong enough bid. Maybe right. you need to pay. You just need to pay attention. Clarity. I always say speak. clarity and communicate in eyes. Yeah. Like, yeah. I'm going to like, I'll notice in, in our household, Cause I have three, you guys, I think you guys know, I have 17, 14 and 10. 
Yep. Who do you think makes the most bids? 10. 10. Mm, no. Really? Oh. Yeah. The 14 year old. Oh, oh, I'm surprised. A boy. Wow. The 17 year old, not a, she won't come out. Of, she just, she's very introverted, confident. But the 10 year old, he will. He, yeah. he constantly talks. So maybe, yeah, he does. It's just constant talking. Yeah. <laughs> it just, like, it's just, and plus they're only allowed to use devices at certain times in our house. They're only allowed to be on devices on the main floor. They have to do all their chores, go outside, do their exercise, hang out with friends before they're kind of allowed. Some days yeah. it changes, but um, mostly dinner time, there are no devices out. Now, unless my husband's on call, that's a completely different thing. He tries to leave the room. Mm -hmm. right yeah. and we try and work on our laptops not on our phones to this is how we work I sit right. at a desk this is my environment would you like to come in the office you know like I have a thing on the door it says mommy's recording don't come in unless someone's bleeding <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean like just some sign every day I change like I change it just to be funny and they're like no mom's recording so they have a sense of social cues Mm -hmm. I can't interrupt mom. Mom is working. Right. I will. I, and they, if it's an emergency, they knock an emergency might be mom. I have to go take my bike down to Quinn's. House. <laughs> I'm like, that's, not an emergency. I know they're learning. But, an emergency. But he's, he's, right. They're seeking attention and approval because they also know that I don't want them just to go anywhere. And I, and now we're still in the pandemic. They're still not vaccinated. I want to know who you're playing with. Right. Right. Yeah, it's a right. bit different, sure. but I really like the bid system and it's interesting because everyone does it all day, all day. Mm -hmm. We yeah. see connection talking, especially with um, spouses. I, I mean, it's such an important thing, right. To just put the phones down and, and last night or first night out for dinner in eight weeks, mm. eight weeks, we were not, we haven't been able to go anywhere. And I saw everyone at the restaurant outside on their devices. And my husband and I are the only ones kind of talking. Mm. I was like, Dim, you're out. Put the phones down. Like you're out. You're outside. You're you made it. Other. You're out. Yeah. Put it down. <laughs> and they're still maybe, I don't know. It was just kind of sad. And it kind of dimmed the mood, you know? Yeah. Like you didn't hear, yeah. I didn't hear laughter. I didn't hear someone with a really good belly laugh. And, and I was like, wow, that kind of was maybe it's a sign we're not, we just got a little bit too cocooned there, you know? Well, it's um, interesting. I always say women are the best at making and receiving bids and especially with each other. And we have structures, which we encourage people to incorporate, to remind them to be mm -hmm. present. Mm -hmm. So for women, you say, Hey, do you want to go for a walk? The structure is your walking shoes. You put your walking shoes on, you go out with a woman for a walk. No one's picking up a phone, Like would never happen. Same thing when two women go for coffee or three women or go for a glass of wine. Those structures remind us like, hey, I'm here. Let's put our phones down. Mm -hmm. But we need to have those structures when we're with our family yes. or when we're with other people. Yes. And it should be when someone hands you a menu. That's the structure. When someone hands you a menu, the structure is don't pick up your phone. Yeah. Yeah. And I have a question. I always ask a magic wand question. So if you had a magic wand, if you could do, you know, three wishes coming from education, we're, we're all in education. I did my master's in education. Um, what would you like to see 
in curriculum, if you could have it be magically entered at any grade to help children develop emotionally? It's hard to pick one thing. Mm -hmm. I would say I just really- Or add, what would you wanna add? I would want to add a focus on, on emotions and, and dealing with your emotion and being able to, knowing how to increase your positive emotion to make yourself happier when you need to, knowing how to deal yeah. with yeah. negative emotion when it comes to you yeah. and how to be resilient. Um, you know, when, when that negativity comes at you, how to turn it, reframe it, turn it into something yep. more positive. Um, Find a solution, get out of it. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, and, and just to have that at each level, you know, age appropriately. Oh, okay. You mean like as you're learning through curriculum, that's just part of it. You, you learn that because we miss so many opportunities in our lives because we don't know how to deal with our emotions. And um, Isn't that interesting that by age eight and 10 in our psychological development, if we don't have bond of security attachment or can identify our feelings, we struggle in adulthood by mm -hmm. eight to 10. That's yeah. key. Um, yeah. It's amazing. I spoke to a psychiatrist in England for, for a project we're working on. And she was saying that, in England, they test the children um, psychologically by grade uh, one and two to see what gaps they're missing in their, their development. And almost 40%, she said, are missing the bond of security and attachment of a trusted adult from home. That's a horrible statistic. It's a horrible stat. But what's fabulous about this program is that it brings the parent into the fold brings a parent counselor, they have parent counselors, bringing those people into the fold so that by 10 years old, these children have filled their gaps and can go on their merry ways. Yeah. And the parents know about it. But here in Canada, we are very reactive. There's nothing like that in place at all. And our, we're going to have a fallout in the next 10, 15 years. I mean, it's, it's, it's crazy already. Mental hospitals are being pushed to the nines, right? Ours yeah, are here also. Yeah. yeah and it, yeah. it's funny that you mentioned that because it, if I had the magic wand, I would, I would do everything that Aaron said, you just basically teaching students emotional literacy. Yes. But one thing that I found very impactful coming out of the pandemic and just where we are with our work is teaching people to be other centered. And um, <laughs> we right now are way. so focused on ourselves. And one thing that I've learned is that if, when I'm starting to feel anxious or overwhelmed or sad, if I can think of other people in that, in that exact moment, I feel better. And when we can live a life of being other centered and thinking about other people and have, have that be part of our habit, then we feel better by filling up someone else's cup. You are happy. So I would want to teach students that I think, um, and that's got to come before six years old. It really does. Yeah. Psychologically, we need to make sure there are kids who are coming into kindergarten, JK and SK, when I interviewed, um, um, I think 10 to 15 JK, SK teachers for part of the film I'm, I'm writing, right, about how uh, phones are changing education. 
And um, they all said that the kids now today are not coordinated, can't compromise, they can't communicate, they can't control themselves. What was the other one? Concentrate, communicate, cooperate. Everything is me, 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 and I want, want, want. Mm -hmm. Me, 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 and I, and, and they don't have the coping strategies, self-talk strategies in order to make a decision like, okay, um, well, you guys know this, butting in line is a big thing for primary kids, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. <laughs> right? Um, yeah. And even as adults, now we are seeing it in the stores, right? Yeah. Like people butting and like they really, I'm just like, let her go. If she wants to go ahead of me, let her go. I say, let her go. And I say that so the person hears me. But when we're little, we find it hard. And these kids are throwing fist fights. They can't control their emotions and their impulsivity. And they say it's because they're not getting enough mo emotional teachings and etiquette at home that they're coming at four years old. It's like they're almost two years behind. They have a two-year-old maturation level. So mm -hmm. that was really, I, I was saying what you're saying. I want it all before what grade two. Yeah. yeah. If I could put my magic wand in and <laughs> now my other question was part two that we didn't get to finish was, okay, you can help people from high school to university, but do you guys help people in like first year university? There's no reason that, that we can't. The app-based program is, it's, um, they are specific positive psychology tools that everyone needs to know to be an awesome human. So yeah. we have found that they, it works great in teens. It works great with faculty. It works great with parents and, and university students would fit right along in right. there. Um, they're, they're the tools you need. The one program is called positive leadership project and mm -hmm. it's a three week program. The first week is about, building positive emotion and awareness. The second week is about having a strengths focused view. Like what are you, not, what are you weak in? What are you strong in? And then the third week is about resilience. There's mm -hmm. just things that everybody needs to know. Well, that's great because I think, I think when I teach self-evaluative leadership, it's something for life. You have to be always self-evaluating yourself to make yourself better. You have to want to be better. Yeah, absolutely. Right. Like if I'm going to be a boss, I'm 20 years of being a boss, yet I use the same model. Mm -hmm. Right. Go, go, go. You do this. You do this. And nobody really likes me or whatever. If you stay in that box, you get a certain rap and then you kind of don't go up anymore. You're kind of just going to stay in that mid management area. But if you are aware of more of your strengths, like you're saying, work with those if you want to excel to move up that that ladder and it all comes down to communication and interpersonal skills mm -hmm. it's yeah. it's crazy so what you're doing is great because the kids today need more executive functioning skills and that go this goes right underneath that um now how can people get in touch with you and also my second question to that is how can schools get you guys to come in so we have a um website it's yeah. hyouniversity.com. Yeah. Uh, and on there, we, there's an explanation of the different programs yeah. we do and a way to contact us. Um, and certainly uh, schools can contact us to get on the schedule because we are now, you know, although primarily because of the pandemic, we've been 
an online based program, we are uh, very excited <laughs> to get into schools and actually yes. see people yes. and work. It's amazing. In I want to get into yeah. to get in person that feedback. Yeah. You know, oh, so different. So that's so great. And can people find you on Instagram? Yep. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Uh, I'll H- leave that too in the, for the list. Yep. Yeah. That too. Awesome. Well, what are, I, I want to just sum up here a couple of tips that resonated with me from you guys. Can I do that? And then you guys can add in what you want. Okay. Right. Sure. Okay. So Sarah and Aaron, who have spent time with me today, and I'm going to say thank you because I learned a couple new things um, about their happy university. They're saying that we as parents can do a couple of things at home. So the first thing is make yourself available, you're saying, and accessible so that when your children are seeking your attention, they get it. Right. Is that right? Okay. Yes. All right. And you're saying that when they are seeking attention, they they want some type of dialogue with you. Mm -hmm. Right. Now, I always say not a dialogue, not a monologue, a dialogue and exchange. Absolutely. Okay. And the other thing that you were mentioning um, that I really like is about teaching our kids to make connections and how to have those social skills of meeting people and being interactive. That'll really help towards that goal. But teaching them, you said it three times today, um, when they're faced with the challenge, teach them how to self-talk, learn decisions and how to cope with that to get to the other side. Those yes. are the three things I heard today, like three times. So I'm like, they got to be important. But what would you like to add anything to that? Or I'm going to Aaron it or Sarah. Like, we have a little. We have a little dog. Um, oh, awesome. Yes, I would. Uh, I would say just just remembering that presence yep. is so important. Being present with your child when they're in the room. Yeah. And remembering just put the phone down and be there and and because kids learn by example and they learn and we are modeling everything so um i would say presence i would say also learn learning how to kind of build positive emotion because the more the happier we feel, the more kind of broadened and aware of opportunities we are, the more we tend to connect with others. Well, I think the more um, and a great way, they are. A great way to do that is through gratitude. You know, and I know we people talk about gratitude all the mm-hmm. time, but we have a we have a million different um, activities for that. I mean, one is called Gratitude 360. Cool. And it's just looking around the room and finding something in each place that you can yeah. be grateful for and really thinking about talking about why you're, you're grateful for that, taking the time to really experience the gratitude. And that's something that college students need to be practicing before they're gone, before they leave. Mm-hmm. When we can harness our own gratitude and get that boost of positive emotion, we feel better. When we can do kindness for other people, we feel better. They need to learn those tools. So when they are in that situation where they feel isolated and they're missing home and they mm-hmm. don't feel great, that they can say, all right, I've got tools. Remember I did that positive leadership project. Yeah. I know how to connect with somebody mm-hmm. and call on those tools and use them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that's great because it's almost like just taking a muscle, just learning how to practice yes. flexing it. 
And we're not looking for perfection and being chiseled. We're looking for the muscle to just be working properly. Yes. Right. That's the kind of progress. Cause I always say we're looking for not perfection. We're looking for progress. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And continual progress. Well, thanks so much guys for being here, Sarah and Aaron, you guys are too adorable. Um, and I really like having your, us. Thank you. <laughs> your app for people. I think that's such a great idea for sports teams too. Yeah. Yeah. Can I add one thing? Yeah, go ahead. So we also have something called Joy Draw. I'll get it. Oh, which wait, why is, did I hear that? I, I think I read that. You might have read it. You might have seen it on our website. Yeah, I think but I yeah. we have these cards. She's going to get one. Yeah. Um, you can. It's free. You can sign up on our website. We'll mail you some cards. Do and it. if the whole school, we, we might, you know, just shipping or whatever. But, but basically, mm. it's an acts of kindness campaign. So you take the card, you go and you do something nice for someone. Let's say just random example, you're, you pay for someone in the drive-through line um, and you leave it. And then, then the person gives it to them. And the idea is for them to spread that. So they go do something nice for someone else and give the card. And then they go do definitely use that right now. Yes. So we are trying to create a movement here and uh, we are at the beginning of it, but it's really catching on. So go to our, our website and, and check that I out. I want the cards. Order we, some cards. We'll send them to you. <laughs> yeah. And because I make my own, excited. but those look pretty. Aren't they pretty? <laughs> We're really excited yeah. about how they turn Mine out. Mine are just on paper. I'm like, you know, um, I say to the kids, were you nice to someone today? Like I leave a note yeah. in the kitchen yeah. or did you help? We have older neighbors here, like in our neighborhood, a couple of older names. Like, did you help put Tom's garbage out? These are the things that you could do to help mom and dad today. Yeah. You know, those things, but I word it always in help and in kind. Yep. Right. Right. Well, thanks so much guys for being here today. I'll leave all the links and everything for everyone to get a hold of you, but thanks so much for being at the table today. Thanks for having us. us.